Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I've just been uh, reading some of the accounts that are coming out of Florida about uh, Hurricane Irma. And uh, it's, you know, it's already extremely, extremely concerning. And we'll be uh, talking with uh, Anthony Farnell later on in the program, the chief meteorologist for Global National News. Anthony was on the air with us um, last, yesterday, actually, for some 10 minutes or so, and very disturbing to hear what was coming, but it's already happening. So we'll do that in the uh, in the next hour. It's a very busy show today, very busy show. German authorities are suggesting that ISIS has more than 11,000 blank Syrian passports. And the danger that this represents is clearly obvious. Scott Newark will be with us, former security advisor to the federal and Ontario governments, post 9-11, and uh, the former executive director of the Canadian Police Association, we're going to talk about Catherine, who we got to know as a chronic pain patient. I told you a little bit yesterday about Catherine. We, uh, for those of you who listen on CKNW, uh, Catherine was on the air in Vancouver. Those Catherine was on the air with us before this program uh, returned to CKNW. She was a chronic pain patient, and she was living in absolute misery, terrible, terrible pain. She had very significant illnesses, and uh, doctors withheld her opioid pain meds. Catherine passed away three days ago, and I'm very sorry about that. I've been in communication with her mother, and I passed along uh, condolences from everyone. So we'll be talking about about Catherine and the development on the chronic pain front. That's coming your way on the show today. There's a great deal. I, if, if I tell you about everything that's coming up today, we won't have time to do it. Let us uh, begin, because all of us will remember as Hurricane Irma attacks the state of Florida after devastating much of the Caribbean, we all remember in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina attacked New Orleans and uh, laid waste to the city. And I'm sure all of us still have mental images of, uh, of the city and, and, and what happened and you know, we probably know somebody who has some sort of relationship with that uh, terrible hurricane. Uh, with us now from New Orleans is Chuck Perkins. He's the owner of. Um, tell us the name of the of your of your restaurant, uh, Chuck. Okay. Yeah, the name. It's actually a promise. The name of it is Cafe Istanbul, and it's something that was open five years after um, after Hurricane Katrina. Okay, so you didn't uh, you didn't have the the Cafe Istanbul in two thousand and five. Then I mean, obviously, I'm I'm very good at deductive reasoning. <laughs> in two thousand and five, <laughs> I was actually working for a pharmaceutical company. I was working in okay. pharmaceutical sales, and uh, and so I guess the hurricane happened, and maybe a couple of years after that, 
you know, I found myself in the same position that a lot of Americans like having to reinvent myself and figuring out, uh, you know, being without a job because of my company downsized and trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do with my life's name. Yeah. I ended up being in the being in the club business. Well, congratulations. I understand things are going very well with well, your thank club. Thank you very much. I really yeah. appreciate it. And whenever Canadians make their way to New Orleans, make your way to the Cafe Istanbul and say hello to Chuck Perkins. Chuck, what are your thoughts personally as Irma assaults Florida and after Harvey's huge damage to Houston? What, what are you thinking as a, as a resident of New Orleans when you look back to 2005? Well, I tell you, I'm thinking there's so much I have as it pertains to these hurricanes. You know, the one thing, in, in some ways, you know, when this thing happened um, in New Orleans, there were a lot of people, especially like religious people, you know, sometimes they see something like that, and they said, and, and they, you know, there's an easy um, um, conclusion, an easy narrative, and that is, oh, oh, something that those people do wrong, and it's the wrath of God, you know. Um, if you look all along the coast and along the, the eastern seaboard, that there's been hurricanes. Clearly, we have some issues with uh, Chuck's phone line. Uh, can you hear me? Can yeah, we can. Now? It's 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 a bit of hit and miss at the moment. Let's try it again, and if it doesn't work, we'll call you back. Okay. Okay. I um. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Now go ahead, Chuck. Oh, okay. And so the, I guess the, the, the main thing I thought about that now I, w- I, I hope that people can just put that kind of foolishness to rest. You know, it, it doesn't have anything to, to, to do with God. It's, a, it's, a, it's Mother Nature. It's, um, it's, it, I guess it says something about um, where we are today with global, with global warming. And as a, as a country, you know, since so much of this country is exposed um, to, to the Atlantic Ocean and, and the um, Gulf of Mexico, we got to figure out, you know, how we gonna, what we're going to do this, how we're going to have people prepare for this, if we're going to do something about, uh, um, you know, um, greenhouse gas emissions or something like that. So I'm, I'm hoping that now um, everything that's happened since Katrina, that now people can be clear that, that, that something needs to be done and it's not God doing something to some particular group. Well, talking about that, how much work has been done in New Orleans to safeguard the city from another hurricane assault, which could happen at any time? Is the city far more safe now than it was in 2005? Well, that's a very good question, and um, it depends, you see. Um, so if you look at a hurricane like Katrina, the, the, big, the main thing that happened with Katrina before, people always talked about hurricane force winds and whether it was a category four or category five but then one of the things we saw with katrina was that you know the the winds that's one thing but this storm surge is a is something totally different so new orleans is a city that has a lot of canals um now unlike places like venice or uh, amsterdam you know you live near these canals and you you know you might not even know they're there right and so what, what happens is that um, the storm surge in Katrina um, pushed all of this water from the Gulf of Mexico into Lake Pontchartrain, which pushed it into all of these canals, and that's where this massive amount of water came from, and, uh, and a, a lot of the canals flooded, and thus the city flooded. Now, the city had, if we get another hurricane like Katrina, I think we, we, we are a lot better prepared for that kind of hurricane. But here's the thing. We see what happened in Houston um, just, uh, what, a c- couple weeks now. If a hurricane like that 
had hit New Orleans, I think it would be over. So we would be really prepared for a hurricane like Katrina, but a hurricane like Harvey would, would, would sink us. Or a hurricane like Irma. I mean, with that, with the oh. power that that particular hurricane has. So, how do, how does it feel to live in the? I mean, I I understand. I've never been to New Orleans. I want to go, but uh, but there's such a from from what I understand, there's such a tremendous sense of uh, of life and loyalty and and just enjoyment of life in in New Orleans. So, there's for most people who are natives of New Orleans, it's leaving there out of fear of a hurricane is probably unthinkable. But when a year like this year happens, there has to be an emotional reaction. There must be a, a an emotional response to Harvey and to Irma, and then just memories of uh, of Katrina. There, it must play on people's psyches. Yeah, well, we well one of the things we 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 know is that there are some risks living in the in the Gulf Coast, and some people are prepared to accept those risks, but. You know, it seems like in the last couple of years, uh, just like, uh, for, for instance, a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple weeks before Harvey, we just had like a thunderstorm here. And for like four hours, it rained really hard, really fast. And there were some places in the city where they had like four feet of water. You understand? And so mm-hmm. one, of, one of the things that we're seeing is that in terms of thunderstorms and hurricanes, that this, there does seem to be something that's different it's, you know, that they're bigger and more massive and they have the potential to do a lot more damage and to cause a lot more destruction. And I think when, when people, the more we come to that realization, is, and, and I don't know, man, it, it's really, really, really frightening. But again, not just for folk living in New Orleans, uh, all along the, the, the Gulf Coast, as you see with, with Irma and Harvey and us, it could, it could happen to any of these um, um, coastal communities in the, in, in, in the, in the U.S., and it's, it is quite frightening. Chuck, can you stay with us a few minutes longer? Absolutely. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll come back talk more with Chuck Perkins, the owner of the Cafe Istanbul in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, there's talk about uh, many people in Florida who are not leaving, who've either chosen not to leave Florida or simply can't afford it. They don't have a car. Uh, they don't have the money to get a hotel room anywhere, so they're stuck. And that was the case with uh, quite a few people in New Orleans as well. And I'd like to uh, ask uh, Chuck Perkins, and we will when we come back, what the days leading up to Katrina's arrival were like, how the city changed, how the mood of the city changed, uh, how people's uh, attitudes may have changed. We saw some unfortunate incidents after the hurricane in New Orleans, but what was it like leading up? We'll come back in a minute. Stay with us on The Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Intelligent Talk Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Rumors spread around in that Texas town. About to check outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you wanna go to that home out on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. You can follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. At the Roy Green Show. And emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Listen back or download anything that we air on the Roy Green Show page on the 
web, uh, Roy Green Show page on the website of the Chorus Radio Station carrying this program. Sorry, I just had a computer do something very strange to me. They always find something new. You know, you'd think by now Microsoft would have thrown everything they've got at you, but they always find something new. I think we took care of it. Uh, Chuck Perkins is with me from New Orleans. He's the owner of the Cafe Istanbul. And uh, we're talking about Hurricane Katrina uh, in 2005 as Hurricane Irma assaults the state of Florida. Uh, Chuck, when you when you think back to, uh, to 2005, and I understand you finally left the city the day before Katrina struck, what was the mood as, as the news became more dire, the predictions became more severe, the concern became greater? What was the mood throughout the city of New Orleans? You know, the, the, the mood was, was really sort of disbelief, you know, in a, in a literal, literal way. You know, there are people watching the news, but then you still don't believe it. Um, one of the things you got to remember is that a year before Hurricane Katrina, there was Hurricane Ivan. And Ivan was supposed to, um, due to New Orleans, um, based on what the, the forecasters were saying, it was supposed to do to New Orleans what Katrina ultimately did, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's still people when Ivan came, they don't believe that. Now, for Hurricane Ivan, my family and I, we evacuated then. I, I spent maybe about 500 bucks to board up my house, and I get my, 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 all of my, um, my kids. I got two daughters, my wife, my, my mother-in-law. And we head out to Lake Charles, Louisiana, and for um, it's 235 miles, and that took us 18 hours. Wow. So we get 18 hours away from New Orleans. Now um, I just spent five, six hundred bucks to board up the place. Now I got to get a hotel for my family. Now we got to eat. <laughs> you know, all of this sort of stuff. Right. And then nothing happens. You see, and and there's still a group of people who never leave. Say, man, I'm not doing all of that. Come on, man! It's a, this is in God's hand. God's not going to let this happen. And then they—they're they, reassured after that. You see, I told you it was a big waste of time. Now Katrina comes, and to be honest with you, for Katrina, I was saying, you know what? I'm not going through all of this. I'm going to just stay home because I did it and last looked, year, and nothing happened. And, and nothing happened. And here's the other thing: um, for, for 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 New Orleans, the last big hurricane that occurred. Was I think I was born a few days at, um, a few few days before was in 1965 Hurricane Betsy. So now we're talking about it's almost like 40 years. You know, 40 years people going through this and nothing ever happens. In fact, I still remember when I was a little boy, eight nine. If they said a hurricane was coming, we took it so serious. My I can, I can remember my grandfather boarding up the house. We getting kerosene lamps and water and food. Um, you know, um, 12, 13 years later, I'm in college and they said a hurricane can't come and we're ready to party you know like yeah we're gonna get some days off from school get the beer this is great we're so we're so lucky right and so by the time Katrina happens that thing is really going on and I had said you know what I'm not going through all of this I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stay home and then um I guess of maybe a day and a half out we looked at the news and this monster hurricane was about the size of the Gulf of Mexico and I think I remember them saying that it had gotten up to 175 miles an hour and I was like oh my goodness I never seen a storm like that and at the time I have two little girls one's about maybe um 10 the other's five and I said you know I cannot risk my children's life, you know. So then we decided that we would um, evacuate. And still, you know, even though we're evacuating, I gotta be honest. And like, you know what? It's gonna be more the same. We're gonna we're gonna evacuate, but we'll be back in about three days. And so it took. We went to my brother. 
um, his in-laws lived in Jackson, Mississippi. And at the time, everybody's scrambling to find someplace. You know, it's not so easy to call mm-hmm. a hotel or a motel because every, everything's booked, you see. And right. so um, it took us about nine hours to get to Jackson, Mississippi, which is about 180 miles from here. So it's like the whole way is like bumper-to-bumper traffic. And, and so I ended up um, in Jackson, Mississippi with tw- in a two-bedroom condo with 26 other people. I'm very grateful that my brother's in-laws allowed us to to stay there. Other than that, I don't, I'm not sure where we would have stayed. And so anyway, then the hurricane happens, and there are a lot of people all over the city who didn't believe that it, that it would, but it did. And, uh, and, and, and now um, in New Orleans, if you come to New Orleans, because it was such a catastrophic event that people often speak in terms of pre-Katrina or post-Katrina. Yeah. What would you uh, have about two minutes uh left chuck what would you say to anybody from florida what should they prepare themselves for after irma leaves um i i guess what they what they're going to have to prepare themselves for they're going to have to be patient they're going to have to understand that if uh, your your house is damaged and you need like a plumber or a roofer or a construction guy, there's going to be a premium on them. And you might call somebody and they say, yes, I can help you, but you're going to have to get in line. I'll be at your place in four months. They're going to have to know that they're going to be a, a first of all, um, I think in New Orleans and Irma and all of these things, there, there are always so many beautiful people who are there to help. And the one thing I want people to know is that in New Orleans, six, seven, eight years after the storm, they were people from all over this country, all over the world coming to help us rebuild our city. So that's a good thing. But, you know, for contractors and stuff like that, there's some wonderful contractors. But there are also people who, you know, are looking to, 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 to rip you off, you know. So you got to be careful about who you give your money to. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's the one thing I would say. And, you know, this is one thing I saw with some contractors. Some people saw it not with bad intentions, but there's so many people calling them who need them, who want to give them money to start on their house, and they don't know when to say no. The next thing you know, they got money from about 15 different people, and they have no idea where to start, so they just leave. So, so they just they leave, have yeah. to be really careful with that kind of stuff. Chuck, thank you so much. It's uh, it's an honor to speak with you, and you've painted an incredible picture for us on uh, about Katrina and New Orleans and given us a sense of what lies ahead as far as uh, Irma is concerned and Florida and everybody listening to this program across Canada the next time you're in New Orleans go see Chuck Perkins at the Cafe Istanbul. Thanks Chuck, all the best to you. Okay my friend thank you very much, good luck. Bye bye When we come back it's Dr. Zudi Jasser and a story I wondered about actually sharing with you and decided I would. Don't go away <laughs> 